0: What I'm hearing, what I'm hearing in my spirit in this hour, I'm hearing that we need to be revived in such a way we need the fear of the living God to come back into our lives and into our hearts. We need the refiner's fire to begin to purge. We're made in his image, that's why we've got emotions, we've got feelings, we've got all, we're fearfully and wonderfully made. Why? Because we're made in the image and likeness of Almighty God. And when we hurt, God hurts.
1: With all that's going on in our world today, have you ever wondered what it all means? Is God speaking to us through these events? If so, what is He saying? In part one of today's Sunday sermon, Bruce Asaph walks us through the biblical insights from current events around the world. Bruce is the founder of Blow the Trumpet International, and with years of missionary endeavors in former communist oppressed and war-torn countries, God has given Bruce a battery of experiences that have given him these wonderful insights into current world events. To learn more about Bruce and his ministry, please visit BlowTheTrumpetInternational.com.
0: So many things are happening on our watch. So many things are going on in 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 the natural and in the supernatural in this hour that we're living in. This is a perilous hour. This is an hour of uncertainty. If you, if, you, if, you, if you really want to be real, this is an hour of uncertainty. It's an hour of chaos. It's an hour of confusion in the world. Amen. The world doesn't know who to turn to, where to turn to. Uh, the world doesn't have a clue. And that's why God sooner, and I believe sooner than later, he's about to gather the nations for his final wrap-up in judgment of the nations. And it's coming. It's coming. One day to the Lord is like a thousand years, and a thousand years is like one day to the Lord. Hallelujah. And if you think about it, that's a two day lapse in eternity's perspective. That tells me that Jesus Christ has only been gone two days. Yeah. If you look at it like that. And you and I are fresh in His heart, fresh in His mind. And this is an hour that in the midst of chaos and confusion, in a perilous hour where a the Bible describes that the Lord in His mercy, the Lord in His mercy, the Lord in His grace is pouring out His Spirit upon all people. That, that is the love of Jesus Christ. He is not willing that one should perish but for all to come to repentance because precious people of God we are just in a time period, we're in the church age. We're in a dispensation of grace. It's not always going to be grace, grace. It's not always going to be mercy, mercy because when the doors are shut like it was in the days of Noah so shall it be in the days of the Son of Man. People were eating and drinking and marrying and partying, carrying on the usual party activities of the day. And I'll tell you they mocked Noah just like people are mocking the gospel today. They mocked him and they said look at this old fool there hasn't been water in years on this place and him and his son-in-laws and his family they got to be off the wall. And Noah when you hear from God, when you have a revelation, when you have an assigned task, when you have a vision, nothing, nothing can stop you from your assigned God-given task. Amen. And I'm not saying it's an easy road because it's not an easy road, but I'll tell you, greater is He that's in you and I than He that is in this world. And He that hath begun this great work, this good work in you, He will carry it out and He will complete it onto that day. And that day is fast, fast approaching. When I dig into this Word, when I, get, when I wrap my mind and I put my, my whole being into the Word of God, I'm going to tell you, be careful because God will give you great revelations of things to come and things now. It's awful quiet in this place this morning. I don't know. Maybe that's a good thing. I hope it's a good thing. Praise God. Because I'm going to tell you, this is a time and this is an hour that, that, that God is speaking He's speaking in so many ways. And ten virgins, five were wise and five were very foolish. This is an hour where you've got to truly render your heart and not just your garment, not give God lip service. You know, uh, the passion, we're living in such a pampered age, such a pampered time that we don't want to hear the reality of what's happening on our watch. We want good things, we want good words, we want smooth words. We want many within the church to prophesy smooth things. And and really we don't want to be confronted with the Holy One of Israel. It says stop confronting us with the Holy One of Israel. Prophesy smooth things, good things. But I'm going to tell you, the prophet, the prophet doesn't put a Band-Aid on the issue of sin in God's house. Amen. Amen. He performs spiritual surgery. And let me say this, that we have lost the passion and the anguish of Almighty God in this perilous hour. Amen. We have fallen into passivity, in complacency, and in comfort. And I don't say that in a judging way. I say that from a burden from the Lord, from the Holy Spirit of the living God. You see, we're seeing so many things on our watch that, that, that we remain oblivious, we remain asleep. We need the passion and the anguish. We need the heart of Almighty God. Not too long ago there was a, a great fire, as we all know in the news. You see, we forget when things happen on our watch and it was in California. In the California, the fires that they were called the campfire and the Paradise Fire. And isn't it amazing that campfire means really the old-fashioned gospel revival hour? I mean and they call it the campfire. They call this fire the campfire. And you know what? All hell breaks loose when the campfire of the church goes out and wickedness has its way within this nation. When the inroads of darkness just 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 flood into a civilized society and a nation when we let the walls of righteousness down in our lives. And you know, it's amazing how God has got a word for every, every, you know, every event under the sun in His word. And I, I began to word, look at the word of God and the word of God, and it, it, it says, the strong man, Isaiah 1, uh, the strong man will become tender and his work will be a spark. Both will burn together with no one to quench the flames. I'm going to say that word again. The strong man will become tender and his work will be a spark. Both will burn together with no one to quench the flames. Did you know that California on the 9th of November the utility company emailed a customer, a businesswoman, and and told her that we'd like to go on your property to investigate and look at a sparking problem. Get that at a sparking problem. Did you know that it was ignored and within hours that spark, it it it, catastrophe began to engulf the state of California. And when you look at the word of God, the Lord says it, your work will become tender the condition of the state of California was so dry it hadn't rained in weeks, literally almost two months. And the and the land was like tinder. You know, I like to think about it this way, God sets nations up and He puts nations down. God enlarges nations and, and in the event He destroys nation, He takes away the discernment of leaders and He makes them walk in a pathless wilderness, God does these things. God is not mocked, and we reap what we sow, and here the Lord, I believe, was preparing the state of California for catastrophe, because the land was tender, just as God can can set us up for great blessings. You know, the Lord says, I create prosperity and I bring calamity. I, the Lord, do all these things. It's not always the devil. God is in control. And that one spark began to hit after no rains, and houses and buildings, they went up just like that. It was a raging fire that no one could extinguish. As a matter of fact, it was raging, and the fire was burning at a rate, now get this, of 30 football fields per minute. 30 football fields per minute. It was, it was just out of control. And the atmosphere became like a blaze of fire and of smoke. I think of the book of Joel. There will be billows of smoke and fire and signs of the heavens. The heavens declare the glory of God in the firmament. And I'll tell you, he's in control of this heaven, of this realm, and the earth below, and the hell below. Give him praise and give him glory. And one, and and then in the uh, the atmosphere became so darkened, and so darkened, and so polluted with all this fire, and the elements of the smoke, and all that, that it was it was it was it was such a sight that the fire and smoke, the Santa Ana winds in this time. I've been to California many times, and I've walked and driven, or I should say, I've driven on the on I-5 on the Santa Ana freeway, and there are times in, 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 in this season where the Santa Ana winds, you've got to hold on to the steering wheel. I mean you get blown all over the place. And the winds usually exceed, now get this, they usually exceed up until 70, 80 miles per hour. These winds were raging at almost 100 miles per hour. There were gusts of wind, and every time the fire began to subside a bit, another gust of wind would take the fire and engulf another section of California. The Word of God says in the book of Nahum, "'The Lord has his way in the whirlwind, and in the storm and the clouds are the dust of his feet. He rebukes the sea and makes it dry and dries up all the rivers.' This is the Lord. The mountains quake before Him, and the hills melt, and the earth heaves at His presence. Who can stand before the indignation of the Lord? What I'm hearing, what I'm hearing in my spirit in this hour, I'm hearing that we need to be revived in such a way, we need the fear of the living God to come back into our lives and into our hearts. We need the refiner's fire to begin to purge... And to get the dross out of our heart because Jesus Christ is coming for a pure church. He's coming for a bride without spot or without wrinkle. You know, when a bride is preparing herself, she doesn't put on jeans and go and play in the mud in the streets of Vanity Fair. She prepares herself that she's spotless, that she's ready, that she's beautiful for the bridegroom. And so it is with Jesus. He wants and desires to present his church spotless and blameless before his coming. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Lord God, I just give you praise and glory. You see, California, what I'm hearing in my spirit is that God is angry with the wicked every day. This is not a negative message. All the prophets seem to be negative. But you know what? It's not about negativism or optimism It happens to be with the unadulterous truth of God's Word. It's God's Word. Heaven and earth will pass away. The Word of the living God will not pass away. You see, in California, it has the greatest majority of politicians that are liberal. And the liberals in this hour, this is not political because I'll tell you, they want to tell you a lot of issues that we're facing as a nation are political and they want to push aside salt and light in the church. It's deception in the last hour. Because even the, even the elect would be deceived if it were possible. If you're not armed with God's Word, if, you're not, if you don't have the helmet of salvation on, if you're not walking in the wisdom and anointing of Almighty God, you will get blown away by all types of winds of doctrine. Blowing into the body of Christ in this hour. And the Word of God says men will not endure sound doctrine. They'll have a form of godliness but they'll deny the power thereof. This is not an hour to deny the truth and the power that we're receiving from on high. Give Him praise and give Him glory. Because the Lord said, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your young men will have visions. Your older men will dream dreams. And on your sons and on your daughters they'll prophesy. And it's not just to oogle and google and have a Holy Ghost goosebumps. It's to seize the the wisdom of God, to seize the knowledge of God through the outpouring of a spirit that you and I can be vessels of courage, vessels of boldness, vessels of anointing, vessels of change for some a time as this. Oh hallelujah! Praise the living God in heaven! You see it's a time where you see uh, God's spirit, we can no, no- we can no longer dismiss or reject what's happening on our watch. We have to be like the sons of Issachar, precious people. They, he, they understood the times and they knew what Israel should do. God's people perish for lack of knowledge. You know why I keep going? I'm, I'm weary. I keep going. I don't even know where the finances come at at times. And yet God has supplied all of our needs all these years. Amen. I feel like I'm out in a desolate wilderness. Sounding the alarm. Blowing the trumpet. No one's listening. But you know what? When the goads of God are in. When the fire of the Spirit of God takes hold of you. You are ruined. Amen. You are a ruined man. Jesus Christ will ruin you. Yeah. And I'll tell you. Isaiah my eyes have seen the glory of the Lord my eyes have seen the glory of the Lord and I'm going to tell you precious people of God your eyes have already seen the glory of the Lord but what will you do with the glimpses of glory that you've received you need to you need to open up and render your heart in such a way where you got to get desperate you got to get, like you're desperate to go out and grab a coffee. Some people are desperate to go out and commit sexual immorality. Some people are desperate to buy a brand new car. Some people are desperate, desperate. The flesh is never satisfied. The heart is desperately wicked. Who can know it? That's not my opinion. I know from my own heart. If my heart is not under the, the unction of the Holy Spirit, I could go all over the place. It's time to be real. It's time to get honest with God. It's time to seek the Lord while He may be found. Because I'm telling you, the Son of Man cometh at an hour when you and I think not. You know, we think we've got it all planned out. We think, well, I'll do this and I'll plan that and I'll plan that. It's like one guy says, well, listen, I'll give my heart to Jesus Christ at 11 o'clock tonight. Don't worry about it, Pastor. Before I go to bed, He died at 1030. We're not guaranteed to the next minute. We're not guaranteed to the next hour. But I'll tell you one thing, we'd better be found faithful, faithful, faithful in this every moment in the hour that we're living. Because it's a terrifying and a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. You see, California, it's a state that has reinvented same-sex marriage. It declares itself a sanctuary city where federal immigration law they push it away, and they declare we're a law unto ourselves. It wants to make the inroads of all sorts of darkness and, 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 and bring destruction into this nation through drugs and everything. In other words, lawlessness has been abounding within this beautiful state, and it's a beautiful state. God has made this earth so beautiful... California is one of the most beautiful states I, I wanted to live there uh, the air, that everything. And now look, look what's going on in this nation. And I'll tell you why, because sin is a disgrace to any nation. It calls for socialized medicine or euthanasia of the old. It is the major distributor of pornography. Hollywood pumps out violence and murder and sexual immorality. It has poisoned the minds. Of generations in this country. And the church remains silent. Your silence and the silence that we have, it brings a deafening silence and end. It leaves a generation defenseless and helpless against the wiles of Satan and against evil and darkness. You shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. We have called murder abortion. We have called gay rights or sodomy gay rights. We have called pornography adult entertainment. We have called immorality the new immorality. We have called evil good and good evil. And I'll tell you, God's getting fed up. In a day of grace, what will man do if things are green? What will they do when things are dry? You got to hear what Jesus is speaking to his church. Hollywood, it's a cesspool. Movie scripts are deliberately blanked out and made that the producers would talk and bring in cussing and blasphemies against God to bring excitement. They're perverted. <laughs> California, right before the fires of the campfire and the paradise fire. Get this, the paradise fire, 25,000, it was burned right to the ground. You see, people want their paradise here on earth. People want their good times here on earth. You know what? People say, give us what we want until we die. It doesn't matter. But they want to build their whole life here on earth. And meanwhile, you know what? This, this earth is just a, a bleep. We're made in the image and likeness of God Almighty. That's why our spirit, we live forever because he is eternal. He is the eternal one. He is the holy one. He is the holy one. He is the resurrection and the life. He is the Lord and the giver of life. He is the bread of life. He is the living waters that each soul needs. You see we need air and we need food and we need water to breathe and to live and Jesus is all that. He's the breath of life. We need Jesus Christ. We need to be revived and restored. We need to come into divine intercourse again with Jesus. We need to be revived. We need to be revived. We need a fresh fire and a fresh passion. We need the fire of the spirit of the living God. And did you know that as God was talking about California, hear me, he says in the book of John, he says, I came to bring fire on the earth and how I wish it were kindled. Because he has a baptism to undergo. And I'll tell you, God's heart must be so wrenched and broken on the sin and the rebellion and the blatant. Evil that's taking place on this earth while his arms are outstretched, saying, Come on to me, all ye who labor and are heavily laden, and I will give you rest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see, we've gone into passivity, we're passive. And when we see so much going on, you know that what anguish is. I, I know, I, I believe that everyone in this room, some are going through some anguish right now. Anguish is deep sorrow or pain within the heart, within the mind, within the emotions. It's when your emotions become so raw and so overwhelmed with a sorrow or a loss in your life, in your heart. Let's get real and yet God wants to take that anguish and he wants to turn that anguish he wants to share his anguish with you on the way that he sees and feels things in this world and he wants you to become passionate he wants you to become a fiery torch in his his hands that you can be used in a mighty anointed way make sense? And we've lost, we've lost passion because we've become complacent. We've uh, we, we become so comfortable. We're afraid to look at, at disasters. We're afraid to look at what's happening on the earth because you know what? I just want to live my life. I want to be blinded to it. I just want to raise my family. But I'm going to tell you, if you're serving God, God will look after your family. Amen. If you put God first and seek God and his kingdom, all these things will be added on to you. Oh, ye of little faith. Right before the fire, or through the fire, I should say, there was a photographer, and, and he was almost engulfed by the flames as he was taking pictures, and he stepped back, and he ran back to his car, and when he went to begin to start his car, his car wouldn't start up, and all he could see through the windshield was orange smoke and black and billows of fire. And he got out, and he wanted to save all, all his cameras and equipment within the car and and he couldn't. And the only thing that he got out of his car was his Bible. And he walked away with his Bible and with his life. Right before these fires began to spread in the state of California, the California state legislator that have got the most liberal and leftist loony judges on the universe in this country, like a lot of them that are trying to call evil good and good evil and legislate laws of perversion and lawlessness and wickedness. And here in California, what they were doing is they were setting up the California state legislation to ban the Bible because the Bible, they would say, is hate speech. And you know why they declare the Bible as hate speech? Because the Bible, because they want to normalize everything. They want to normalize all the sins, all the perversion. They want it to just make it all part of society and pollute and destroy society. And so therefore, therefore they take the the word of the living God, their only deliverance, their only salvation, their only truth, their only wisdom, their only knowledge, and they want to ban it. Well, I'll tell you what God does. God will reject any nation that rejects Him. God is not mocked. God is not mocked. The Holy One of Israel sits on the throne, Psalm 2. The kings of the earth take counsel together against the Lord and His anointed, saying, Let's break their fetters, that they be no more. And the Holy One of Israel, He laughs, for He sees that their day is coming. Give Him praise, and give Him glory, and give Him honor. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This fire started on November the 9th. Did you know that the biblical number for number nine is finality and judgment? It's finality and judgment. And it is used to divine the perfect movement of God, a God of patience. And I'm going to tell you, it comes to a place in the Old Testament. Listen, God did not come to destroy the law, but to fulfill it. Grace is not a license to go and do your own deal and say, well, no more statutes, no more judgments, no more laws of God. Jesus said they do violence to the law. This nation and many do violence to the law of God. The laws and statutes of a holy and almighty God are there to protect us, to prosper us, and to give us wisdom and knowledge that we can walk through this this road that is leading us to either eternal death or eternal life. The Old Testament prophets, when they saw so much, and they encountered... The Israelites, rejecting and always going after other gods, it came to a place where God lost his patience with them and he scattered them. And he said, because you despise my statutes and my judgments, he said, I will make you a perpetual hissing and scorn to all the nations of the world. And his own people, his own people, that he had called to be a model nation, get this, that he had chosen... He could have chosen anyone, but he chose the Israelites that they would establish his covenant to the ends of the earth, and they turned out a stubborn and a rebellious nation just like this nation. Knowing the laws and the statutes and being, just being embellished with the mercy and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, what a gift. Do you hear me this morning? And yet the prophet said it came to a place where God's heart was so broken, it was so grieved. You can grieve the heart of God. You can get God to a place where you hurt the heart of God, where you grieve the heart of God. We don't think of that, but we can grieve the heart of the living God. We're made in His image. That's why we've got emotions. We've got feelings. We've got all. We're fearfully and wonderfully made. Why? Because we're made in the image and likeness of Almighty God. And when we hurt, God hurts. And we've nailed Him to the cross too many times. And the prophets of old, they said, Your wound is incurable. It comes to a place where all God can do with a stubborn and rebellious nation is destroy it. And he's done it, he's done it over centuries. Just look back at human history and the carnage of humankind because they rebelled and they didn't think it worthwhile to serve and to love God. They despised his statutes and judgment. America's no different. God's not a respecter of people. God doesn't be on his holy throne with an American flag and saying, God bless America. God sees America as either lost or saved. God says and sees America as what have you done with my son Jesus. That's the way God sees the world. God so loves this world he gave his only begotten son. Whosoever. God's not a respecter of people. But let me tell you something in Psalm 7 verse 11 it says God is angry with the wicked every day. He's angry with the wicked every day. This Is a revelation of the fire and jealousy of God to a Christ-rejecting nation. It's an example like it was in Sodom and Gomorrah. This glimpse was a glimpse of eternal hell with people in their cars being burned to death. A mother and her and her daughter driving through the smoke and saying, God help us. It was on YouTube. God be merciful. You see, when it gets down to the crunch, they cry out for God we don't need to get down to the crunch we need to be light and living examples and and to be the salt and the light of this earth now to him who was given much much is demanded much is required you see when the church campfire goes out destruction comes in and that's why precious people. I really believe this. I believe this with all of my heart. It's not so much that the church suffers for the sins of the world as much as the world suffers for the sins of the church. It's not so much that the lost and undone out there suffer. We, the church, suffer for their sins. Is that the world suffers for our neglect and our unwillingness and our hiding, our light. We're accountable. You know what? The gospel today is being so watered down. It's, 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 it's just, Jesus, I wish you were either hot or cold, lukewarm, I'll vomit you out of my mouth. Oh, Jesus, they're hard words. There's a lot of hard words of Jesus Christ. But let me tell you, When you hear the truth, and you know the truth, and you you embrace the truth, the truth will set you free, and you'll become bold as a lion. Because you know what? Once your eyes have seen the glory and the majesty of the King, the King, the Christ, the Eternal One, the Holy One, the Alpha, the Omega, the Beginning and the End, the Good Shepherd, the Rose of Sharon, the Bright Morning Star, the Evangelist, the Great I Am, The Lamb of God who taketh away the sins of the world, the God who is a consuming fire, the great evangelist, the Holy One of Israel, the soon coming King, the King of Jerusalem, the Lord God of all flesh, the Good Shepherd, the Day Star. And the soon coming king, the lion, the lion, the lion, the lion of the tribe of Judah. Because the word of God says that they'll look upon him whom they have pierced. And they'll weep and they'll wail and they'll mourn and they'll pray and they'll run to the mountains and pray that the rocks will fall on him to hide them from his presence. You're either going to bow now or you're going to bow after. And those that have rejected Him and scorned Him will perish. They'll lick the dust. Give Him praise. Give Him glory. And give Him thanksgiving. Thine is the kingdom. Thine is the glory in Thine forever and ever and ever. Oh, hallelujah,
1: Jesus. You've been listening to Sunday Sermons from Southside Christian Fellowship Church, a place where you are loved, accepted, and received a place of healing, a place of prayer, a place of hope. We invite you to join us this Sunday and every Sunday. For service times, location, and other information about the church, please visit our website at southsidechristianfellowship.net. Again, that's southsidechristianfellowship.net. As we wrap up today's message, we would like to once again thank you for listening. We would like to also have Papa Herman, an elder at Southside, to speak a Father's blessing over you.
0: May the Lord bless and keep you, that He would cause His face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. That the Lord would lift up the light of His countenance upon you and give you His peace. And remember that the Lord's favor is with you all the time. Expect it. It is with you. It's manifesting itself to you. It will overtake you no matter where you are. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.